Hello, everyone. It is Brian Underwood, and today I have a super special guest on. Uh, super excited about hanging out with Miss Tori Wilson, and uh, I'm not going to steal her thunder, um, no pun intended, on uh, her background and uh, everything that she's done in life, but I thought it'd be great for you guys to hear from her. Uh, she is. She was just inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2019. Uh, she was a former fitness competitor, and she's just an overall rock star. And so, uh, we definitely are super excited about chatting. And so, uh, hey, Tori, how are you? What up, Brian? Good. How are you? I am doing good. Doing good. So, uh, so listen. For there's a lot of people listening in. Um, I have some cool stuff I want to ask you, but before I do, kind of. Get, Share everyone, uh, share with everyone a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, tell them who you are and where you're, where you came from, what your background is, and all that good stuff. Well, uh, I'm just a regular gal from a very small town in Idaho, McCall, Idaho, 2,500 population. Very shy growing up. Moved to Boise, Idaho, to go to BSU and study nutrition. Always wanted to live in LA, where the palm trees were and the beaches and. Um, I had my sights set on that, I, you know, in high school and, and really and in college, I battled eating disorders. Um, I was anorexic and then I was bulimic for a very short time. Um, but through all of that, I worked out a lot. And the one thing actually that saved my life was um, learning to start lifting weights and following all these women that I admired in the fitness magazines, following their diet, which included having to eat because I wanted to look like them, that full muscular, healthy body. And really that's what lifted me out of anorexia and bulimia, um, which a very ugly time in my life. Um, and I started competing in fitness competitions and got on a few magazines and this shy girl that always felt like I always heard this little person on my shoulder saying, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You can't really do that. You're never going to be on a fitness magazine cover. And um, because I started having these small wins, and I, you know, I signed up for a fitness contest uh, competition and did pretty well. And it gave me a little more confidence. And then a photographer, you know, approached me and then I got a magazine cover and it slowly but surely, because I was going for it, even if I wasn't quite sure I was going to do awesome, um, just because I wanted to, slowly but surely, my confidence built. And um, one magazine cover led to many. And then finally, I was like, you know what? If other people can do it, I want to move to L.A. I want to pursue acting. I want to do I want to. And how old model. were you at this time? I was uh, 23 when I finally moved to L.A. And uh, I moved there with hardly nothing in my bank account, um, but I was excited. I worked out at Gold's Gym every day and met a lot of people. And um, you know, I, I got some modeling gigs. And every time I get a modeling gig, I'd go to the grocery store because you know I didn't have any food. And um, that six months, only six months of being in LA and just taking a chance on myself, um, I just kind of tripped into an opportunity with world championship wrestling which was uh ted turner's um wrestling company at the time and um it started off as just walking someone to the ring and then hulk hogan and kevin nash they had this storyline idea with rick flair and his son and they were like how'd you like to do this storyline for three months and at, at the time i was kind of like well i want to be a serious actress but at the same time 
this is a cool opportunity. I can see the world. And um, so I went for it and it just snowballed so fast. And um, that year flew by. And then uh, Vince McMahon, WWF at the time, bought out WCW and hired me. And then, you know, the whole eight year career with them, or nine year career with the WWE ensued after that. And, um, you know, it was a time when women in wrestling, it was, it was definitely changing, evolving. So it started off as, you know, girls are the sexy ones and to be seen, not heard. And more and more, we kept fighting for more athleticism to, you know, to really show what, what we've got as an athlete. And um, the matches started getting better and better. And um, it's really cool to see even how far they've come now um, compared to when I left the WWE, but I left in, it was about, I guess it's been like 10, 10 years um, because I had back surgery and I just decided, uh, you know, I think it was just time for me to move on. I was kind of getting tired of the travel and I knew I wouldn't be able to perform at a level that I would want to perform at. So put that to the side and uh, started a new adventure. And what's that? What was that new adventure? And that new adventure, gosh, there's so many fails. Um, my new adventure was a clothing store in Houston, Texas, and it was really awesome. Um, I basically decided to open this store because I wanted something to sustain myself, obviously out of the wrestling industry. And because I love shopping so much, I thought, well, what better match could there be? And um, well, that's not really a good reason to open a business just because you love shopping, but it did cure me of my love so much for shopping when I saw how fast things wear off and you see them sitting there. Um, but the business did very well for a few years and we expanded way too fast and eventually in the third year closed it down. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy because it's, it, it's one of the hardest times when I think about it often, even when I talk about it, I get choked up um, because there is, see, I'm getting choked up. There is um, such a beautiful lesson in being in that place. I was fighting so hard to um, keep it afloat, despite um, how I was not set up to win here. Um, and <laughs> I kept putting more and more money into it, even to the point where I, I'll never forget this guy. He came into my store. I was working uh, this time I let most of my employees go and I was working nonstop and he walked into my store and I, my heart just sank. And he said, um, are you Tori Wilson? And I said, yes. And he go, I go, are you here to take my car? And, uh, he's like, yeah. And uh, I don't know why that, point in my life was such a low. I think it was after all of the success I've had in the WWE, traveling the world, trying so hard to save this business. And um, to the point where like I was thinking and that like at some point you got to take a step back and say, look, this isn't working out. That was kind of my point. And um, from there, I just decided I got to, I got to throw in the towel and you know, cut my losses. 
I'll, I also remember back on this time as like one of the best lessons of my life. I'm so grateful it happened. I was redirected somewhere else. I was kind of in a toxic relationship that kept me there. And this was, you know, another way out. And, um, you know, I never, I really never looked back other than to, you know, sometimes just feel that gratitude and think about those lessons that I continued to ignore at the time. Um, and I, I really know that this kind of also has given me that gumption to just go for something. And uh, I moved to LA, it started over and um, slowly but surely my, my lifelong love for fitness has always been there. But slowly but surely I started to realize, okay, wait a second, like fitness is my love. So why am I not doing something with fitness? And um, it's my fitness business has evolved over the years, but now it's kind of culminated in something that is just, it's so fun to watch grow every day because I'm so excited about it. And um, I'm really gearing it towards women over 40 that want to be in the best shape of their lives that are not giving up on themselves that want to feel confident and sexy again. And, um, you know, I think sometimes no matter who we are, no matter what age we are, sometimes just life gets in the way and we got a choice, especially right now. We can, we can swim or we can sink and uh, we can actually find something even better. Even if we sink for, for a few short minutes, um, if we just push ourselves off of that ground at the bottom of the pool or the lake, uh, we could find something even better and grander. And um, that is definitely, that's been a reoccurring theme throughout my life when I've fallen. I don't know why I yeah, felt the need to share that with you, but. No, it's awesome. I mean, I think that that's what this is all about. I think so many people, uh, sometimes they go through life and they're so worried about the perception of, of what others think about them based on the results that they're getting. But like part of the whole journey is uh, the lessons that we learn along the way, whether it's life, entrepreneurship, relationships, they all have uh, defining and, and distinctive moments that give us contrast polarization to be able to give back to someone else or to actually empower us. Uh, uh, when you were saying the sink swim, I just kept thinking the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Um, yeah. But it's, it is the truth. So, but I know that a lot of people can relate. So we, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And, um, you know, I, I think for anyone that, that has ever achieved anything in life, uh, sometimes outside lookers looking in, they, they, they say, Oh, well that's easy. Right. So, or they got that because of this and they, they create this, uh, false perception of reality to let themselves off the hook. Um, but kind of going back to what you said originally, um, you said that you had eating disorders and I know that that can be a, a super tough challenge. And, uh, there's a lot of people that, I think can relate to that and go through that. Uh, you know, my question would be is, is like, what, how did you shift out of that? Like what was, what was a, a distinctive time or moment uh, that you remember or what did you do to, to help shift out of that? Well, um, so I, for most of the time that I had an eating disorder, I was anorexic. So I was, you know, eating raw broccoli, a Diet Coke and an apple a day and doing like two hours on uh, the stair machine at least every day and running at least 10 miles. I was doing a lot. Um, and then what happened was I slowly, 
the obsession with food became too much. And I just did, I, you know, when you're, anytime you can't have something, you obsess over it. That's why I hate diets. Someone tells you you can't have it. That's the first thing you want. It's all you think about. So eventually I started trying to make myself throw up. I know this sounds gross. I was taking, taking laxatives. Um, I was doing whatever I could because I still wanted to be able to eat a little bit. And through this process, as hard as it was at the time, I started actually gaining weight. And I'll never forget, I was out with some girlfriends, college, some college bar, and this guy that his mom had owned this modeling agency that I was with when I was very skinny at, you know, 15. And um, I overheard him saying how awful I looked and how much weight I had gained. And mind you, I wasn't like extremely overweight or anything, but like, you know, he remembered me a certain way. And, and I went home and I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was at that point that it was like a turning point for me. And I decided, okay, I can't be passive about this. I have to take control. And, um, So that's kind of when I started veering towards doing things the right way, learning how to lift weights and realizing that I actually can eat more. I'm not this abnormal human, only person in the entire world that has to subside on 500 calories a day. I know a lot of women think that they're that odd one. Um, But that's kind of where that journey started. And because um, I loved the look of these fit women in the magazines, it was great for me to be able to post up what their meals were every day and what their workouts were uh, and just follow along. And so I was kind of forced out of, out of that crazy thinking. And, you know, it's crazy because now I can't, I can't imagine ever being in that place again, first of all, but it's also what has given me such a drive to help women feel more confident in their skin, no matter what size we are. So, so how you, how you learned that was just through magazines and modeling then, right? Like modeling, meaning you were just watching what someone else was doing that was getting the results that you wanted and you were just doing the same thing. Yeah. And in a sense, in one way, you could look at that world and it's kind of like probably jumping from one obsession to maybe another because the whole bodybuilding and fitness world can be a little excessive too. And the competition parts of that were very extreme. You know, you had to be super strict. You couldn't eat any carbs. And um, it was definitely hard. And then after those shows, your body kind of blows up because, you you know, you're just messing with your hormones and everything. Um, but it, it lifted me out of a place that I really badly just didn't want to be in anymore. And then through that, I was able to find a healthier lifestyle that I could stick And I would, I would think that you also started building belief in yourself of like, you could shift, you know, like you, you could accomplish something that you might not have felt like was possible initially. So then as you start doing it, I think your brains automatically go to this place of, Oh, well, what else is possible? Totally. And I'll, I'll never forget when I started lifting weights, um, at goals. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I could see like the tiniest little muscle on my tricep. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did that. I could actually make that happen. I could actually change my body like that. It was just, it was so fascinating. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, really cool. So, so then you went to Hollywood. Uh, I think everyone is, uh, which by the way, takes a lot of courage, you know, to go out there by yourself. But I mean, there's a brand new environment. Um, and I think everyone at some point in time in their life is, 
dreamed um, of being out in Hollywood and the glitz and the glamour and the the Hollywood stars. Um, kind of share with us, like how that what what did you do to adjust there? Like, what was the adjustment going from little town Idaho to Los Angeles? Um, you know, if you can take yourself yeah. back to that time. When I think back to that time, I, I think, man, it's really I, like. I'm just lucky to be alive. I was so naive, so, so naive. I had a really, you know, I had a lot of really great luck early on. I I got a really good agent and um, he was sending me out on a lot of auditions that honestly I had no business being at because I wasn't prepared. (laughs) Um, But I was also taking, you know, acting classes and all of that. And I just, some of the things that I look back on, I'm like, oh my gosh, I must have looked like straight off the farm. Um, but it was super exciting and it was, I'll never, I mean, I'm just so grateful for that time and that, you know, especially working out at Gold's and just, I remember seeing Kobe Bryant at Gold. This was like right when he, you know, was starting out in the NBA and I'd see him at Gold's in the morning working out with his trainer. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's really cool to have been in, you know, been there and been a part of that. Um, and, you know, I did get a few little commercial gigs. And then I, I used to always say kind of falling into wrestling was almost like that little angel looking out for me that swept me up and took me out of a place that probably would have just chewed me up and spit me out <laughs> pretty quickly um, because I was so innocent and naive. Um, and wrestling, it's kind of like a family. It's a crazy world too, but it's like a family. And I was, you know, taken care of and I had a regimen and I was, I got to see the world. It's really all I wanted That's to really do. That's really cool. And you have an action figure of yourself. I mean, where do you go from I there? saw it. I saw it. We're going to have to get a picture <laughs> of that and show everybody. Um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, so, I mean, is wrestling real? I think that everyone is always curious. Is wrestling real? It is, when people say it's fake, it really upsets me because I have back surgery and it is hands down. It has to be the hardest sport on your body because it's year round. There's no time off. You're on the road close to 300 days a year, four to five shows a a week, town to town. We go overseas. There's back to back shows. Um, it's an extremely grueling schedule. And on top of that, it's extremely grueling on the body. I mean, just simply falling back. If you think about it, just, just to make someone look good, you think about standing up and someone pushing you over and falling back on the top of your back without whiplashing your head. Try it. I thought you were going to go try it. I, I, was, I was like, is she really <laughs> going to fall backwards? Um, so, you know, I mean, right. definitely it's storylines, but it's, it's extreme athleticism. Right. So, I mean, the athletic part is real, but, uh, it is, it is storyline. So it's scripted. So like, yeah. okay, well, that's good. So, and you got to work with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So what was it like working with the Hulk? I mean, I, I think when I, when I first started, I didn't realize because I didn't really know a lot about wrestling. I didn't realize how epic the moment really was. Um, but who doesn't know who Hulk Hogan is? And just to be out in an arena full of people with him and to hear that crowd 
it's definitely, I know, one of the reasons why him and Ric Flair, just being out there with them is one of the reasons why I got so addicted to being in front of that live crowd. It's just, there's no other, there's no feeling like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, are both those guys, are they still involved in the wrestling? Are they still involved I, I in think, it? I mean, I think they comment, they make appearances. Ric Flair makes appearances with his daughter who's killing it right now wrestling. Um, I don't think they're wrestling. Anymore. Yeah, I met Ric Flair uh, back in like 1999, 2000, 2001, uh, spending some time in Gainesville, Florida, and that was kind of cool. I need to, I need to find that picture and show you. Oh yeah, um, let's do it. So, so what do you, what to date? Um, well, I guess to this is a two pronged approach. What, what was your biggest challenge or your biggest highlight of working uh, with the WWE? If you could like pick one moment. Uh, that would be the highlight. And then um, what would be your biggest challenge personally to date? It'd be really hard for me to highlight one moment with the WWE. Um, I can say a really great lesson that, which was part of my hall of fame speech um, that I got was that this shy girl whose confidence was growing, but still not quite there. If you would have seen me on wrestling, you would have never in a million years believed that I was that shy girl, scared, scared out of my mind, like so bad. I wanted to puke backstage every time I every for the full 10 years, every time my stomach would go in knots and I would always be like, why am I doing this to myself? And then it would be like I was just shoved out there to face that fear. And that fear is what helps me grow. I still get, I get goosebumps. So, I mean, it's like a culmination of those events and um, being pushed out in front of a live crowd. And well, you know what? You're probably going to mess up, but guess what? Show still goes on. You got to get up. <laughs> That's kind of like life, right? Like you're going to mess up in life, but life is going to go on. So, yeah. so now I know that your focus is, um, you know, you're super passionate about women's empowerment uh, about, you know, uh, helping connect with women over 40. Uh, so talk a little bit about where your passion comes from, uh, for that. And then, you know, what's inspiring you right now? Well, I think my passion for helping women just find their confidence that they deserve is like, just, I guess from my early on, you know, not having confidence, um, I truly believe that I, I've chosen some relationships over my life that were ridiculously hard. And I, I stayed in them because my confidence wasn't at an all-time high. And I think that a lot of women do that. We, um, we, sometimes we choose friendships, jobs, work, um, goals. All of those things kind of are hindered when our confidence is low. So that's a big reason why I want to help women feel strong. But it's not just um, feeling strong on the outside. It's not just about the weights. It's so much more than that. But for me, the gateway is let's build a strong body. And the side note is we want to build a strong body from the inside out and learning to you know, value those struggles and um, just build our confidence up. Um, that that's really deep rooted with me. And, you know, it's funny because my time while I was wrestling, 
there was a big portion of that. Like I was the sexy girl. I was the sex pot, the cover model. So I was constantly fighting to want to be that girl. That's like the tough girl that people see only as an athlete, but my looks got in the way of that all the time. And the crowd wanted to see me in that sexy role. And what happens when (sighs) women and men, I think when we are um, kind of put into a role that maybe we don't feel comfortable with, but that's how people see us. We start taking it on as our identity. And it took me a long time outside of wrestling and I still work on it, but it's learning to realize that just because the world sees you in a certain way, doesn't mean that that's the only thing that identifies you. And I have so much more to offer than looks. And that portion I want to take with me into fitness because it's not just all about our looks. It's about the strength that we have from the inside that is also on the outside. And we can share that light with anyone. Sure. No, I, I love that. And I think that, you know, moving is, is um, when you were talking about that, I think that, I think that's not just with, I think that's with people in general, right? Like is, um, we lose confidence because we don't truly know who we are. And I think, uh, you know, one of the greatest tools to uh, if you're in a state of depression or you're stuck is move your body, right? Motion creates emotion in the body um, and you have to create emotion in the body. You have to shift your physiology um, to shift your mind, even like it's all interconnected. But um, I think so many times um, in order to, to be yourself, you have to get to know yourself and, um, when I think about fitness of any kind, whether it's relationship fitness, physical fitness, financial fitness, business fitness, to me, it is the point of starting to be comfortable by being uncomfortable. Like you have to put yourself in a state to where um, it's not about pain, but it's about right on that edge of it. Uh, because I think that's when you start discovering who you are. Like David Goggins, uh, who has spoke with us several times, came to some of our events. He has a, a book out right now that's uh, You Can't Hurt Me. And he's an extreme, right? But like for him, uh, I think I told you this uh, the other day, uh, he just finished like 6,000 push-ups during, you know, uh, the quarantine right now. And he was, uh, and at the end of it, he was going, you don't know me. Um, but like he puts himself at the most extreme state possible. So he, can actually know that he can overcome to become, which gives him confidence. It gives him momentum. And, um, you know, I think that right now what you just said is like, you know, your, your person, your personal image is the most powerful thing that you have and your, your subconscious mind will always work, uh, towards filling the shoes that you're building for yourself or the image that you have for yourself. And I think right now is a, is a super cool time, for people to reassess their life and reassess, or if you want to call it reinvent what they want, what they truly want, you know, reinvent where they want to go and like build it from the back forward, because this is a time we're all slowing down. We all have time to think, um, you know, the world is, sl- is completely shut down. And, um, and so I think, I think that's awesome. Um, to see what you're made of, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think that you can become who you're destined to become or you can't tap into your potential unless you have the activities and experience uh, that can forge you, right? And uh, you can't, yeah, so uh, I think that's awesome. Um, so now uh, you're, so talk about really quick uh, some of your mentors. Like right now, who are some of your mentors or 
who have been some of your mentors in life or people that you look up to or you gain inspiration from? Well, you're one of them. So thank you very much. Flattery will get you anything you want. Oh, it's crushing it. Staying positive. I mean, it's really important for me. It's really important to look at people, not just on a outside, maybe shallow look of success, which is just money or clout or fame. But to me, it's equally important, if not more, to make sure that person is good and has, you know, character. Um, so you're up there, like you, you walk the walk. I know you talk the talk and you walk the walk. My husband is the same way, Justin, um, you know, and, um, I, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't have, we don't have challenges. Uh, you know, we just, we just overcome those quickly. Like, uh, you know, I mean, like, I, I think that the most important thing that people have to understand is that it's all a process, right? Like, so uh, just like you working out, or you said a few minutes ago, uh, you know, don't deprive yourself or something. I think I was over uh, at your house, the, you know, a couple of weeks ago and you were cooking something good. And I was like, do you ever eat bad? And you're like, hell yeah. And um, I think that people need to realize that, that uh, just like with yourself or, or anyone, you know, it takes discipline. It takes doing something sometimes that you don't want to do in order to be great at it or be world-class at it. So, I mean, uh, you know, there's, um, I think that that's an important lesson for people that are pursuing that is that, you know, you have struggles every day that you're overcoming to become. Um, yeah, like I think I think it's important to note that you know is I love I love working out I love what it does for my mind more than anything, and I don't jump out of bed every day just so excited to go work out. It's become such a habit to me that it's weird if I don't. But I also have learned to listen to my body and take time off. I will say, for years now, my mental health depends on me working out. That's the first and foremost reason why. And if I, if I get in a, a, you know, a mental lull, even during these times, um, the first thing I want to do is skip a workout and it's my day goes like this. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) I was just talking about that. I was just telling uh, someone like, you know, because someone asked me last night on a call, you know, if you have a bad day, what do you do? And I said, well, the first thing that everyone should do if you're starting to have a bad day is stop and move and breathe, like literally just go for a sprint, like shift your body's physiology. But it, it, that, it's just crazy how movement can shift everything. Totally. But when we're in a bad mood, we're, we're being like little babies. We don't want to do any of it. <laughs> yes, I agree. I, and I'm a big baby. I agree with that 100%. All right. So uh, right now, there's a lot of people um, at home. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're right now trying to figure it out. It's normal to ask themselves, what do I do today? Or when's this all going to come to an end? But I think that the number one thing that uh, I'd love for people to hear is like, what's, what are some tips or some strategies, or I call them hacks uh, that someone can do right now to, you know, start their, their uh, fitness journey, or what are some hacks that you would tell them to do to, uh, every day to have a, a more productive day or to protect themselves uh, right now? Well, I'd say first and foremost to start some kind of a morning routine. I've had a lot of people write in and say that their sleep is like way out of whack and they're waking up at 1130 in the morning and they can't go to sleep at night. And 
I think it's really important for us to wake up and still feel like we have something to look forward to in the day. Like one thing for me, what's been helpful is just having one thing to focus on or that I want to work on getting better. Um, even a 10 or 20 minute workout is so much better than nothing. And I consistently say over and over again, consistency is the name of the game. They're not always going to be crazy, awesome, badass workouts. But if you keep showing up for 10 to 20 minutes every single day, it's going to make a difference. And this time that we're stuck in home, guess what? Nothing's going to change. Our attitude can be crappy or it can be good, but we're still in the same predicament. So we might as well get something good out of it. And if you're in a bad mental place, just getting up and moving, like, like you said, Brian, getting out of your environment, take a, little, take a little walk down the street, getting that blood flowing is going to help you so much mentally. Um, you know, it's been interesting because I normally work, work from home anyways. And then all of this happened and all of a sudden I could not, it was like I was taking on the weight of the world. I had good days and bad days. And then I just dove into this new portion of my business that I really wanted to build, which is like building a continuity program. And I started doing these live workouts. I had no idea what I was doing. I had to figure out Zoom. I'd forget to turn my mic on. It was like crap. Like you couldn't see every single time. I'd be like, why am I doing this? But guess what? I made myself accountable by saying to the public, I'll be there live Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So despite not wanting to do it, kept doing it. And little by little, it's not, better I'm, I'm still waiting to do a live workout. I mean, like, when are we going to do a live workout? We need well, to do it. Instagram we're do live. IG workout that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, what's funny because um, a lot of people are asking right now, you know, to get started something, what would you recommend? And, and you just did it. And the things that I always recommend is number one, write down a goal, like have a goal yourself. So a lot of people want to start something new. They want to reinvent themselves, but they never define it, right? So you have to define it, write it down. But the second thing is, is like peel back the onion. Why do you really want to do it? Like, what is the real reason why? Not just the goal or if it's a financial goal, but why do you want to do it? And then the third would be to tell someone, right? Like you told the public, like the minute you tell someone it becomes real. And then the coincidence of the universe or the coincidence happens, meaning, mighty forces can come to your aid. You're opening yourself up for great things to happen. And I would say the fourth thing would be to develop a strategy, literally write down a strategy to achieve your goal. Because if you write out the strategy, the amazing thing about what happens in your brain, your brain unlocks this level of belief because it actually sees, you mentioned it earlier, this personal image of yourself. Your, bot, your, your brain actually sees yourself achieving it so you actually increase your ability to achieve it because it unlocks that level of belief. You know, you did it when you wanted to transform your body, right? Because you put together a strategy and your strategy was using other people's strategy, which isn't un like, so, so many people get stuck in like, oh, I don't know how. We have resources all around us. Just go grab one. And, and I know you're an incredible resource for, uh, you know, anyone that's just looking to better their life and pursue better. And um, I know you're super passionate about uh, beginning this journey and, and uh, you know, really connecting and, and touching uh, other people's lives and hopefully uh, inspiring them to become the better version of themselves. So kind of share with everyone in closing, uh, you know, they want more Tori Wilson. How can they get to more Tori Wilson? Like how can they, how can they connect with you and, um, and be a part of what you're doing? 
Um, so I'm on Instagram, Tori Wilson, T-O-R-R-I-E. I'm on Facebook, same, and uh, Twitter, Tori11. Um, fittensity.com is my um, business, and that's where I sell programs, six-week programs uh, geared towards women now over 40. You get an email in your uh, email box every day for six weeks from me get a workout and then now I'm working on this continuity program so if you want to work out live with me Monday Wednesday Friday 10 45 a.m um eastern time I'm actually now mixing it up a little bit so I think it's going to be available all day um and on closing I just want to say whatever it is that you are considering doing right now and you think you don't have what it takes you're not good enough it's going to be a long, treacherous road. All you got to do is put one foot in front of the other and make a move. In any direction, make a move, even if it's only one step per day. And at the end of this, you're going to be astonished at what you see. No, that is awesome. Um, move forward. Keep moving forward. Um, be positive and confident in all you do. That is, uh, that's the key to continuing to move forward. So we appreciate you. Appreciate you plugging in. Hopefully you'll come back and uh, share some more insights and wisdom with us and uh, check her out at Fitensity. And then what is uh, what is the social platform that you use the most or you like the best? I'm on Instagram the most. That's where yeah, I'm quick and easy. interactive. Yeah. Cool. All right. So check her out at Tori Wilson and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks guys.